0: Welcome to Blindside Movie Reviews right here on gardner Web University Radio, WGWG.org. I'm Noel T. Manning II, hanging out with the pioneer blind movie critic, the original blind movie critic, Mr. Jay Forey, and we're talking movies right here on WGWG.org. You can also uh, download the WGWG app from the App Store and the Google Play Store anytime you want. Jay, how are you, bud?
1: Busy.
0: Yes, <laughs> it is. It sure is, man. Very busy.
1: It's busy. This time of year, it's just crazy, uh, and of course, we're starting, usually we get our, not only our good, entertaining films, which we talk about a couple this week, but we get into award season, and so uh, sometimes it's a combination of both, sometimes they're artsy movies, but we're busy anyway. Yes,
0: we are. Yeah, we. Uh, you and I are both voting members of the Broadcast Film Critics Association, and on the 12th, which is uh, this weekend, uh, we will actually have the uh, nominees for the 20th annual BFCA Critics' Choice Awards uh, this year, hosted by Michael Strahan. And it's going to be airing live in January, and that'll be airing, uh, I think, January 15th, I think, is the date. And that will be airing on A&E this year, the A&E Network. So um, a lot of good things happening. But, yeah, you and I both are um, bombarded with movie options to, uh, to check out. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's a pretty good thing for people who love movies, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, but i tell you what, I, there's also no, too much of a good thing, though, sometimes.
0: <laughs> well, well, I'll see if I can find somebody that wants to take your place, Jay. We'll see what we can do about that. We might be able to.
1: <laughs> see you see if you can find somebody who wants to receive all these movies in the mail, screeners oh, yeah. to watch for free, oh, yeah. right?
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, today, Jay, we're talking a couple of movies. That, uh, you know, I I think early on I might have thought that these movies might have had a shot at uh, some awards. And they may have some award caliber type things uh, when you're talking uh, sound design, set design, uh, special effects, that kind of stuff. But I don't know that it's going to go much further than that. Uh, We're talking about Exodus, Gods and Kings. And we're also talking about the final installment of The Hobbit, uh, the uh, Battle of the Five Armies. So which of these do you want to start with first, Jay?
1: Um, Let's talk about Exodus, Gods, and Kings.
0: All right, that sounds good. Exodus, Gods, and Kings. uh, The story of Moses uh, on the big screen, uh, really for the first time in quite a few years. The last time we saw Moses on the big screen uh, in a movie based on him was The Prince of Egypt back in 1998 when Disney took on that classic. Before that, you got Charlton Heston, and everybody remembers the Ten Commandments, that story of Moses from 1956, and Bert Lancaster uh, made a mini-series version called Moses, the Lawgiver, back in 1974. But this go round, we've got Christian Bale, uh, Ridley Scott, big-time director, directing this piece, Exodus: Gods and Kings. And it doesn't follow the entire story of Noah. It really does focus on, for the most part, uh, the Egyptians not wanting to let go, or you should say, you should say, the Pharaoh not wanting to let go of the Israelites. And, um, so we, we see, uh, that's really the story we're following here.
1: You know, uh, and, and honestly, yeah, there's nothing to tell about the plot. Everybody knows the story. Uh, and here, here's how it is w- with me. Maybe I'm spoiled. Charlton Heston, you know, 50 years ago, 60 years, whatever it was, was absolutely fantastic. And, uh, and, I, and I think maybe, I don't know, maybe I compare every, uh, film, uh, you know, to, to that film, uh, but here, here's where I'm looking. Ridley Scott, and I'm just going to go right to the chase here, Ridley Scott is an agnostic, and because of that, I think he lacks the heart, lacks the uh, whatever to make a film about a, a biblical, biblical uh, you know, thing. I, I like that. I it lacks heart. It just, for example, he tries to say in here, and... and Maybe rightly so that uh, uh, all the plagues are all uh, you know come from different uh, uh, they're just natural events and maybe that is true or where I, I don't know but my point is he really tries to push that through uh, it's just he, he uh, Christian Bale is great I think the acting is good and probably the visuals are probably great I just didn't necessarily, I don't want to say I didn't enjoy it, it's really long, two hours and a half, I don't know, I'm going to leave it at that, uh, because I can tell I'm not overly thrilled with with the film.
0: Yeah, Jay, um, you you nailed it, and it was interesting, when I went to see the screening, the one thing that I said to um, the publicist, I said, this film really didn't have heart, so you did the very, you said the very same thing that I did, Uh, all the pieces were there for this to be an incredible story. And um, there were some things that were kind of taken away from the biblical account um, that I really expected to be in this particular film. It didn't show up. Now, let me let me say this up front. Also, this does does not stray like the book, like the movie Noah did. Uh, you know, earlier this year, it doesn't go that far um, into the the world of taking things away from biblical account, but. It just didn't have the heart. It, did, it just didn't feel like it, uh, like it should have. And uh, you're, it's hard not to compare it to the Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments was a classic. And when you think about uh, the story of Moses on the big screen, you've got to look at what happened before. Um, and this, in many ways, was kind of a remake of that story. And uh, to me, the Ten Commandments was a far better attempt at making uh, making that happen. Special effects were done well. But uh, The Parting of the Red Sea was uh, very lackluster in this film, uh, as were quite a few other things. Uh, I think the, uh, the actor who played uh, Ramesses did an amazing job. I thought he was wonderful. I thought, uh, I thought Christian Bale was okay. Uh, he was good. He wasn't great. Um, it just lacked the heart, and you nailed it, and you and I both felt the same thing with that. Uh, ben Kingsley uh, does show up in this film as well but um, i gave this i gave this film a uh, a c plus uh was really the best i could do on this film jay
1: well no i gave it a c and here's what i'm saying when you watch charlton heston all these years i've got goosebumps hearing him talk to god talk to the israelites talk to egypt talk and and the movie itself i mean i i you know i'm giving it a c and i, I personally i i think i'm feeling being nice about it and once again all the part yeah, like we said, all the parts are there. But wow, if it has to have heart, it's stretched it a little too long.
0: Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. Okay, well, there you go. C and a C plus um, for both of us from Exodus: Gods and Kings opening this weekend. Uh, this will not be one that I'll watch again, Jay. I'll just I'll leave it at that. Uh, Hobbit: The Battle of the Five Armies. Uh, we have seen uh, Middle Earth on screen uh, for for quite a few years now. And uh, here we are again, seeing it come uh, come to life uh, with The Hobbit, uh, The Battle of the Five Armies. Peter Jackson bringing this uh, back to life one more time. Uh, music score, of course, by Howard Shore, who's been there all along. Ian McKellen, let me get that right. Ian McKellen is back as, uh, as Gandalf, and also Martin Freeman is back as Bilbo. And so this is the final chapter before we get into uh, The Lord of the Rings, which we started uh, many, many years ago.
1: Well... <laughs> As you heard me say many times, I'm not a big fantasy fan, so I'm kind of glad it's the sixth Peter Jackson film about Middle Earth. And it's hard, but a lot of people didn't know this. The second, the Hobbit trilogy, was supposed to only be two movies. So they split the two movies in half and put one in the middle, which, uh, uh, I don't know, they could have kept that in shorter. The great thing about this is they this is the shortest Middle Earth film made a two hours and 20 minutes which i loved now it sounds like i didn't like it film so i actually did i thought it was one of the best uh films out there not necessarily because it was short and it had a 45 minute action scene which i don't know if they i wasn't got totally action they had a little bit of dialogue in between where you can keep up with the, the film smog the dragon smog was killed at the beginning then there's the title there's uh the hobbit a battle and there's five armies, <laughs> and that's a plot. But I still enjoyed it, and all to a certain extent. And uh, but I'll hear what you have to say about. It. I I didn't think it was a bad movie by any means.
0: No, not at all. I, th- I think it was a fitting end uh, to the beginning, if you want to say that. Uh, I th- I thought they did a great job. The, uh, the set designs were wonderful. The battle scenes were were very well done. Uh, you know, Peter Jackson really has. Dominated the fantasy world on film, and he has found a way to perfect it in um, in look, and in feel, uh, and in sound. And uh, I, th- I think he he did an amazing job with this. And I thought it was a very fitting way uh, to have this trilogy wrap up. And it, it the way this movie ends, it really does set the stage for the one that we've already seen. Uh, a few years ago, um, with the Lord of the Rings when it started, so uh, I was very impressed with it, and I, I thought it was just a, it was a, a it's going to be a fun film for fans um, of this franchise to watch, and I think they're going to thoroughly enjoy it. And also, let me just say that my cousin uh, worked on special effects in this film. He lives in New Zealand and works for Peter Jackson's company, and so uh, I've got to throw that in there. So it was nice to see his name pop up on the credits at the end of the film.
1: Yeah, I, I, I heard that he designed one of the uh, the L's to look like that, look like you. Yes. Uh, that, so if you see one of the L's, like, no, that's for that
0: game. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But uh, I'm giving the film a, a solid B+. It was it was very well done, and it does exactly what it's supposed to do for this kind of film. So uh, B+, for you know the what, Hobbit no, Battle of Firearms. I'm giving it a
1: Firearms. B+. Also, okay. like I said, I thought it was one of the better ones. Maybe I'm way off, but... Maybe the running time keeping it short uh, helped me. Uh, I I I I I somehow enjoyed it, even though it's a fantasy film, B plus rating. Good deal. The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies.
0: All right, Jay's website, BlindsideReviews.com. com. You can find out all sorts of things there. Uh, Jay, your rating system based on the report card. Let's hear it.
1: A, it's a so good blind. People like it. B, I'm glad I got to hear it. C, had one eye open. B, I'm glad I couldn't see it. and F blindness is a
0: blessing all right jay and next week are we going to do our uh, christmas preview is that what we're doing next week
1: yeah let's do that well uh, it's, good. it's hard to believe it. it's close to christmas already but yeah we'll do that like we do every year
0: that sounds good next week we'll do our christmas preview of movies uh, must see christmas movies on our list until next time i'm noel manning that's jay Forey, and this has been blindside movie reviews on wgwg.org until next time that is a wrap